It's another week of Unprofessional, and uh, I'm your host, Jamie Newberry. And right here with me is your other host, David Whiskus. Can I call you Hello. Dave? David? David? Never David? never did that before. Thought I'd do it, just to throw it in there. You kind of threw me off. Although I will say, I just today, finally, at long last, got my uh, Cards Against Humanity card that has my name on it. And they, <laughs> they also call me David Whiskus. <laughs> See? That's how it works. So I'll call you Dave from now on, but I had to try it. It's my new conference badge. That's very cool. Well, we have a guest with us today, Dave. What? Would you like to introduce the guest today? Would, would I like to? I would like you to. Uh, okay. Our, <laughs> <laughs> our guest today is Jennifer Tress. Hello. 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 And now, very specifically, that is Jennifer, not Jen. Well, you know, you can call me, you can call me either. It's just not Jenny, actually. But if, uh, I usually, my like, you know, if you were looking for me, it, I usually go by Jennifer Tress online. Uh, That's my know, online personality. Yeah, this is only a point of confusion because there's certain, certain emails had Jen and some had Jennifer. And I think the PR person said Jen. And then your Skype name says Jen. And I'm just confused. It's very confusing. Jennifer's have a lot of different variations of their names. I personally hate Jenny, but you yeah. will meet another Jennifer that loves Jenny and yeah. hates Jen. It's a weird thing with us Jens, yeah. Jennifer, Jennies. I have to tell you, my sister is a Kimberly and she's okay with Kimberly and she's okay with Kim, but hates to be called Kimmy. Yeah. Who don't would do ever that. say Kimmy? Oh boy, she gets it. <laughs> I've heard it. It even huh. makes my skin crawl. I'm like, no, she's not a Kimmy. She's just yeah. not. And some Kims prefer Kimmy. There are those. They, there those. are. I feel like unless you knew me before I was eight years old, like only then can you call me Jenny. You're like grandfathered in at that point. Exactly. Anybody else? No. My my mom will sometimes call me David and then catch herself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's about as far as it goes. And most Dave slash Davids will go by Dave or David pretty specifically. Yeah, I, I feel I feel not that so I am crossover. a Dave. I'm I'm not really a David. I don't think that I'm that guy. You I'm married a to a Dave, <laughs> so so it's a it's Dave. Yeah, that's true. I called oh. you David just to see what would happen. It didn't even feel right coming out. The <laughs> one that'll throw me is Davy, and Davey. this happens. Yeah, this happens extremely rarely. And I I've always thought that maybe I should be a Davy. Like nobody's doing that. I could own that. I'd have the market cornered on that name. You and Davy Crockett. Exactly. <laughs> Who's dead. And Davy Jones, also dead. Right. That's so you true. got... I would be... Really... I'd be the only one. But then I was dating a girl and she called me Davy and it was just... Weird. It was over at that point. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that you know, was I, enough. I don't think I could take you as like seriously if you were Davy. I want to call you little Davy Whiskus. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. good about that. No. I thought, I I thought maybe it could be my thing. But then I, then I heard somebody say it unsolicited and I just felt like I was three years old. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly any any e in the end, like that e syllable at the end it's of a name. True. It's going to be like you're a child. It's you're true. a child, or you're a pedophile. <laughs> and then there's my name, <laughs> which is oh, wow, that was quite enough. Jamie, no, it's cool. awkward. It's cool. I'm not a pedophile. I'll just disclaim think- that. <laughs> Glad we got that cleared up. I, yep. I am okay with the E sound at the end of a woman's name. That doesn't bother me because it feels like a feminine syllable to have at the end of a name. Yeah. On my name, it just made me feel like I was five. And there's nothing sexy about a five-year-old dude. No. Well, you know, I do think it's some of those those names that have the alternate, like like Jennifer, Jenny, Jen, Kimberly, Kimmy, Kim. It's like those names they have, <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Bob. 
what's the one that has uh Bobby? it's richard yeah richard, richard and dick and dick Ricky. what is that yeah which is Ricky which is my Rich. middle name oh you could be dave I could be dick. dick dave davy ricky davy ricky. ricky that's the best uh. davy ricky that's awesome that's, yeah if uh, you have an okay no. cupid profile that should be your new name on it. <laughs> this does not need to be best. a thing <laughs> You know, before we before we continue further, we should actually let Jennifer oh, yeah. introduce herself and tell our audience who she is, what she's about, real quick yeah. here. <laughs> uh, sure. Explain yourself. <laughs> I'm a fun lady. Um, I am a writer, speaker. Um, you know, I live, I'm based in the Washington D.C. area, and uh, I wrote a book that was released last year called You're Not Pretty Enough, which is a collection of short stories a la David Sedaris, Mindy Kaling, you know, that sort of genre. Um, But it's the title chapter, which refers to something that my ex-husband used to say to me as the reason he was having an affair. (laughs) So I was like, that's interesting data to get, Um, which is why he's also my ex-husband. That started, became sort of a viral thing and started a a self-esteem movement. So um, I found that because I used that URL uh, as my personal website, (laughs) that people were coming out and it was just catchy. It was like, oh, that's sort of catchy. And people sort of knew me for that story. Um, I found that people were finding me because they were Googling, will I ever be pretty enough? Am I pretty enough for anybody to love me? And it was really, really sad, but I thought I had an opportunity to turn that around for people. And so I made my site a resource for those people who are Googling out there. and, And since that happened and the book being a companion piece to it, it sort of went uh, crazy with the press last August. So you may have seen me on Good Morning America or the Washington (laughs) Post or Jezebel or somewhere. Um, What a huge responsibility. It it kind of is. All those people's self-esteem. Yeah, it, it's it, it is. I That's mean, great. I could talk about it, but I'm not supposed to talk about my job, right? That's well, right. let me just ask you this: Do you do you on your on your bad days? Do you ever feel the urge to just change the site to to have the text written across the top? Fuck it, you actually are ugly. I hate all of you. <laughs> no, no, uh-huh. but I did like participate in that Twitter, you know, thing that happened around Valentine's Day, rejected candy hearts, you know. <laughs> so it was like, hell yes, you look fat in that, you know, <laughs> nice. things that go towards that you're not pretty enough feeling very nice i, I would it. be tempted I, I don't think i'd do it but i'd be tempted right i'd have my days where i'm like i hate all you people <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have those days that's and good. Well, luckily, you're just a better human being than i am i clearly i'm okay, I'm okay with that <laughs> dave accepts this uh, you know <laughs> this fate in life oh davy <laughs> davy ricky uh <laughs> that really doesn't need to be a thing no uh, it's okay i'm just gonna bleep those out yeah, because <laughs> right. you'll hear so they don't even- Yeah, it's true. Oh, my goodness. So what else? We were talking about uh, spaghetti claps earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of context that goes into explaining that for the audience. That's uh, very true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. So before the show, we always... I get shit for this from certain guests who about have the all these... Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Huh. Uh, from from our more tech savvy guests who are like, oh, you don't have a fancy setup that does the thing automatically. No, we very simply to, to sync everything up. It's one, two, three, and then we all clap. We do this every show. And uh, longtime listeners may recall that at some point, the last episode of the show ever, the last thing anybody will hear is a compilation of all those claps. So it'll That's be it. all of our guests applauding. 
That's like the clap heard round the world. It's amazing. It's that, a service. Well, there's there's service. the title for the last episode. Yeah, right there. yeah. The clap heard round the. Okay, so round the world. <laughs> uh, I I had just come from the gym and I have spaghetti arms, as Jamie described it. My the clap that I gave was not. There's just no good way to say it. the clap that I had. The my clap <laughs> the. The clapping that I uh, Dave the had sound a weak clap the, the sound that I made with my hands when they hit each other was kind of a was kind of a, a S- spaghetti noodly. one spaghetti noodle noodle clapping against the other it was yeah it was weak <laughs> <laughs> like when you That's throw the pasta against the wall to see if it sticks yeah. it was kind of that sort of sound <laughs> yeah it was. that was it so anyway. So that was that's, that's very that was, exciting. That was the that was the spaghetti clapping that Jamie was referring to. So glad I told that story now. It's, it was a good story. It's, it's a winner. Get, it's a winner. About that? Yeah. I I'm going like to write the, a book called "You're Not Funny Enough." <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's my next book. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Too can late. I, can I write the foreword? Something. Sure. Absolutely. You're not. You're not clapping strongly enough. <laughs> I'm in a dangerous. But this is the first time this has ever happened because uh, Jen, Jen slash Jennifer, you might. <laughs> not be aware of this, uh, but the uh, Jamie is new to this show. She is replacing a, a, a former co-host who was a dude. So this is <laughs> now I'm in this position. This is the first time ever on this show where I've been the only guy. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, first time. That is true, huh? Ever on so, the show. And interesting. The show's much older. How old is the show now? A uh, year and a half. So yeah, something like nice. That. Yeah, I just started here in January doing this with Dave. Gotcha. Now the odds are ever in our favor, uh, Jamie. (laughs) Yes, they are. I have no idea what to talk to two women about. (laughs) Well, let me throw something out there. Sweet, sweet, go. Um, You know, everybody talks with the you're not pretty enough thing. Everybody's sort of focused on that story. And uh, to me, the most interesting part about that story was that the other woman and I met up together and wound up liking each other and then confronted him together in a sort of surprise coup. But people really hung on to the you're not pretty enough story. I need to put out there in the universe that my personal quest with this book is to actually re-meet John Bon Jovi, who I had a huge, huge ass crush on when I was a kid, at like to where the point where when I was in high school I stopped dating because I was saving myself for him. Oh and yes, you'll notice nice. my last Me name. Too. Really? <laughs> my God, amazing. Oh, childhood crushes is such a great topic too. Yeah. I mean just it is. It's like Yeah. All right, so John Bon Jovi. Yeah, how, so how I actually when it began, I was like fifteen. Fifteen. Did you have any he, crushes earlier than that? Uh, yes, Prince. When I was Prince. a child, Prince. Oh, okay. Isn't that weird? I mean, he's yeah. he was a he's sexy, but like he's a tiny androgynous sex bot. You know, yep. that's he's, a weird thing for me to have a crush oh, on. Cool. It's he's his attitude is sexy, but to see Prince as a sex object, I know. Yet Ugh. he so was. That's like who I first learned to diddle myself against. Like really was Prince. <laughs> nice. Seriously, against my pillow. I was like, this let's just have this be a stand in for Prince. This, this is Prince. He's like he's like a toddler. <laughs> he's <laughs> a little guy. He's a little guy. But I'm not a I'm not a heightist, so he's, he is you know? he's hot for he is hot for the toddler set, yes. He's he's pretty um, hot for a toddler. Yeah, I mean really. <laughs> God, it's sexy toddlers. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I had this really deep crush on him. And I there was this radio station that weirdly out of Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I'm from. But I was from a town like an hour away from there that was really small. Like I graduated with 75 people. Oh, so I did. You know, I had this crush. 
Oh, did you? Do you? I did. 38. My God. Oh, class, God. 38. Yep. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, keep going. Point, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so this big radio station out of Cleveland, like the most popular one, had started broadcasting out of my small hometown. So me with no connections whatsoever. It's like, oh, this, I'm going to make this happen. Because I don't know if you guys have had a crush on celebrity, but when I did, I had it so deeply that I just felt, I just need to get in front of him or within proximity to him. <laughs> and then he'll feel the same way completely. He just has to meet me. But it's meant to be. Yeah, exactly. I just have to make that happen. So when that radio station started broadcasting, I was like, okay, here's my chance. Went up, met, you know, and I'm a, I'm a shapely gal. Like I had boobs at 12, like big boobs. So I sort of looked older always, you know, um, even when I was 12, I probably looked 16. So when I was 16, I looked like 20. And so when I went up to meet the DJ on hand who, you know, I was like, I'm going to make you get me closer to John Bon Jovi. You know, he, he was like, of course, I'll, I'll totally help you. Um, I'll help you. Yeah. Absolutely. As and the so, DJs can. Right. And so he did. <laughs> he wound up taking me to the concert and we went backstage Whoa. and I met him and, you know, before I, while I was 16. And I think you could probably tell I'm not really a shy girl. Was bon jo- John Bon Jovi or the, the ex-husband you speak of? Oh, God, I wish. I would never have written that book. I just would have been Whoa. like, it's fine. I'm not pretty enough. That's fine. Whatever you uh, need to tell you're me. You're right. That would it's have been okay. so awesome, though. No, I was completely mute when I met him. And I had, like, practiced for eight weeks, like, what I was going to say. I talked in the mirror every day, every night, like, Aww. you know. And I, when I met him, I said nothing. It's so hard now, when you meet people that, um, <gasps> yeah, that make you nervous <laughs> in that way. It's very I've never hard. been that way, ever. Before or since, it was just that moment. So now I'm sort of on a quest to re-meet him. That's great. So, can, so you like, want a second chance at this? I want a second chance at this a little bit, yeah. I don't know if we can do anything to help you, but we'll, we'll try. Well, I just think I'm trying to put this out in the universe more you and know, more. That's when it happens, so you yeah, got to put it exactly. out there. Maybe Doesn't he's a listener. happen if you don't. <laughs> he might be. Maybe he's a huge fan of the show. He might be. And spaghetti claps. <laughs> we, well, that would be so great. <laughs> who, is, who is your celebrity crush, Jamie? My celebrity crush, I'm trying to think of through different eras of my life. Like, my first, like, rock and roll crush was Stephen Piercy, the the lead singer of Rat. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The lead singer of Rat. (laughs) That was my first crush that I could remember. And then I also loved Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Well, see, that I can kind of get. But Rat? No, Rat, though, I loved, I still love his voice. But, yeah. yeah. We unite on the hair bands. Yeah, I do. You know, those are. Yeah. I loved Billy Idol when I was in fourth grade. Oh, my God. Billy Idol. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I can kind of go through these things. Johnny Depp, you know, that. Oh, yeah. And Rob Lowe. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. Rob Lowe. I never had the Rob Lowe crush. I kind of do now. Yeah, I know. He's great now, right? <laughs> he was great then though too. He's just I don't I don't know. I don't think he was all that great before, but uh I just went through I did a whole binge watch of Parks and Recreation. Uh, I love that show. He's great so you, on that show. He's... You must literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard for me now not to emphasize the T in literally. Me too. <laughs> it's great. Same. I love it. He's so good in that role. Who's your first crush, Dave? My first crush? I have no idea. Yeah, well, so we could go back even further, and I, I actually married Winnie the Pooh when I was little, when I was really? young. Aww. I did. Yep. What? What? I mean, you're you've, perfor- you've mentioned your ex-husband before, but I didn't realize. Yeah, not that one. I had oh. a, an ex-husband. Well, I never divorced Winnie the Pooh. Shh, don't tell. I was going to say the, the 
kids definitely take after you. Yeah. Wh- yeah. Who's who's your crush? Like celebrity crush now? Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. It sort of changes all the time. Um, God, I don't have anybody like right primary at the moment. That's what I feel like. I kind of, yeah, kind of over it a little bit. Gun to my head, it's hard to like pick a a a female celebrity that is is sort of like that. I don't know model of of what I would want or that I could I could project those things onto in that way. Um, What is your like ideal? woman what are her qualities oh i have it totally depends on the woman oh okay <laughs> yeah so it, and that's kind of what i'm saying it, it sometimes i'll watch something and i'll see somebody in it and it just clicks for me and there's people that i'll watch anything like elizabeth banks i will watch anything she's in yeah ever. she's yeah, amazing she, she is amazing i just re-watched her in 40 year old virgin and i just love her in and that she's, role she's barely in it but <laughs> yeah she, she steals it steals it uh, yeah, she's great in everything. Alison Brie from Community and Mad Aww, Men. I'll watch totally. anything she's in. I I listen to her read a phone book. Love her. That's awesome. I'm I'm and actually I'm googling all these people because I have no idea who these people are. Is that terrible? Also, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul oh Rudd. God! I mean, everybody loves yeah. Paul Rudd. Even I, my I, lesbian I, sister has a crush on Paul, <laughs> Paul Rudd. Rudd. I mean, is everybody. Hilarious. Did you guys see that thing where? It was like a cute, I don't know, somebody put together every appearance of Paul Rudd on the Conan show. And he, <sighs> his, uh, it's on YouTube. You, you can Google Paul Rudd on Conan and there's a, somebody edited together every appearance. He shows this clip from the movie Mac and Me every time Conan <laughs> goes to, you know, does, here's his new movie. And he's done a ton of them, right? But it's this yes. clip from the movie Mac and Me, which was a hilariously not awesome movie, but it, it kind of <laughs> awesome in its not awesomeness. Anyway, look it up. Like Google this YouTube video because it's hilarious, and it I, it made me love Paul Rudd a thousand times more than I already did. <laughs> I don't get how anybody could not love Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's impossible. And if you feel like you don't love Paul Rudd, watch this video. And if you don't, then it's you. If right. and even after that, if you still don't love Paul Rudd, maybe <laughs> maybe seek help because you might just be a sociopath. It's true. Yeah, I think so. That's a good barometer. Like, or I would like to almost do like a, a poll: Is there anybody <laughs> out there who doesn't love Paul Rudd? It's if see that, what we come up with. If that guy ran for president, yeah, he would win. Yeah, he, it doesn't even have to be an election year. He could oh run God, right can now. Can you imagine him and Oprah? It would be like <laughs> just a hands down landslide. Uh, I think it'd be great. We have to make that happen. I would watch that yes. presidency. <laughs> I would too. My goal in life, I want to be half as likable as Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's a good goal. I think you're there. I think you're like... Oh, you don't know me that well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> give, give it time. Give True. it time. True. I mean, thank True. you, but, but give it time. Uh, yeah. That's great. At least my first impression is getting better. Well done, Dave. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> there was like... Awkward silence. <laughs> Uh, we should take advantage of that silence, though. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we should we should stop and take just a moment to thank this week's sponsor. Who is this week's sponsor, Dave? Do we know? Our sponsor this week is Karma. Whoa, Karma. I know about Karma. karma Tell me about Karma. Not, not Karma like the, uh, the, the mystical force that keeps balance in the universe. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's not that far off from that. It's a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's a 4G Wi-Fi hotspot. It's a little tiny thing that, that goes in your, your pocket or, or your backpack, and it gives you internet access wherever you go. Oh, that's so handy. Um, 
so I just because you bring it up, I've been at conferences before and I see you know, when you're searching for Wi-Fi and you can yeah. never get on the conference Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I see people have these and I've been very curious about them. Tell me more, please. These things are amazing. It's a pay-as-you-go contract-free Wi-Fi hotspot. There's no monthly fee. There's no subscription. There's no hidden costs. You can purchase as much data as you need. And when you run out, you buy more. You can buy one gig of data for $14 or you can buy in bulk and get one gigabyte for as low as nine ninety nine dollars and ninety cents. So are you telling me it's kind of like a Starbucks card, but for Wi-Fi? It's kind of, there's a bunch of stuff that it's kind of like, I was going to say it's kind of like the Dropbox model for Wi-Fi. Nice, And here's, nice. here's why. The thing about it is that the it, unlike a normal wireless hotspot where if you let your friends on it, they use up your data, on this, your account is, your, your data use is tied to your account, not to the device. So it doesn't matter whose device you're using, it just uses your account. That is, that's pretty phenomenal. And it's, it's neat because if you're sitting there, it just, uh, it's an open access point, so anybody can get on. And if they do, and they sign up for an account to get the, the free Wi-Fi access, they get, I think, 100 megs. Free. Oh, see, yeah, I love that. Yeah, they get 100 megs, and, and then you get 100 megs, and you just you can keep doing this. I was told that if you sit at JFK for like eight hours, you can, you can make a ton. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's no reason not to do this. Yeah, you'll never pay for your friend's usage. You're, you're only sharing the connection itself. It, that's why it's called Karma. That's pretty awesome. The, uh, the device is, uh, they, they say 2.6 2. by 2.6 by one half inches and weighs just over two ounces. I don't know about you, but I can't get a good mental picture of what that means in my head. But what I can tell you, they gave me one. I got one um, oh, nice. uh, a week or so ago. I've been playing with it. And it is tiny. It's so tiny that even if I don't think I'm going to need data because I'm just carrying my phone, I stick it in my pocket anyway. That's awesome. I stick it in my pocket anyway because I want to build up, like, I want people using my hotspot. Oh, you know, I, I was just in curiosity, I pulled up yourcomma.com and I see it here. There's a photo of it and yeah. it looks really small and really cool in this man's hand. I almost went over and grabbed mine and <laughs> held it up to the microphone. I don't know why. See? <laughs> it's it's ridiculously small. It's That's it's awesome. just it is tiny. It is it is so easy to carry around. The battery lasts eight to ten hours on a single small, charge. But yeah. packs a lot of punch. It really does. This thing is this thing is amazing. <laughs> and I mean this one hundred percent sincerely. I I think that this should be to Wi Fi what the Mophie is to battery. This should be nice. everybody should just have one of these and carry it around in their backpack. The device itself was only hundred bucks. I'm pretty much gonna get one as soon as we're done with this with well, this session, this episode. Well, I have good news for you. <gasps> if you go to yourkarma.com/unprofessional, which you, I'm gonna do right now, slash unprofessional, spell it all the way out, right? You get ten percent off. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm buying now. That's happening. Wow, and it's it's absolutely worth it. So the thing is, when you buy it, you get uh, you, you get some data with it. I did, I got, well, they handed me mine and the, here's the crazy thing. The setup on it was, was this, when they gave me mine, I, I, I took it home, I charged it and then I connected to it and then it knows somehow that the device is mine and it's attached to me. I don't know how exactly that works. There's it some kind of magic far. at play there, but it is now linked to me. I didn't have to do any kind of crazy setup. I just connected to it and logged in to like I, I opened up my browser from my computer and I logged into my Karma account and it knew the device was mine. 
Oh, now it's like a pocket pet too. Right. It is the, (laughs) and in terms of wireless technology, I have never seen anything this easy to set up. That's pretty awesome. It It is every, everything about this. I just love, I love the model. I love that when you buy data, the data is yours. Yeah. There's, there's no rollover. It there's, I would never at this point pay for tethering for my phone again. That's really awesome. I'm spreading the word on this because I'm actually very, very genuinely excited about it. it you, you should be. It is awesome. It is crazy. And my, my friends here, because they're based here in New York City. And so amongst my circle of friends, if you now don't have cool. yours, well, if you don't have yours on you, <laughs> you get to lock in through somebody else's. Uh, that's really cool. There's, I don't know, a social aspect to it. I really do think these, these things should be huge. This should be one of those, you just have it in your bag when you go to a conference. You just have yeah. it in your bag when you go to work at the coffee shop in case the Wi-Fi goes. Uh, true story. A few days ago, I was doing work here at home and my, my uh, Time Warner cable went out. Nice, nice. That happens to me regularly. I like, had no internet connection, but I did have my karma. No, uh, I think that's awesome. And I just think, you know, I, I think that we live in an, in, we live and work in a, a time and in an industry where everything is really mobile and having Wi-Fi is kind of... Um, you got to, you got to, to do your job. <laughs> yeah. You have so, to have a connection. And if you, if you travel ever, if you go yep. to conferences, this is a must have conferences, hotels, work, work environments. How many times have you been in a meeting where you're trying to show something in their Wi-Fi? You can't get on the you know client's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, this solves a lot of problems. This is pretty cool. I'm excited that this is our sponsor this week. I'm, I'm excited too. So it's your karma.com. Y O U R K R M A dot com slash unprofessional there's no promo code if you go to yourkarma.com slash unprofessional it's already right there loaded up there's a, a link up at the top it, it welcomes you and yep. you don't have to remember anything but but that and the link will be in the the show notes too you got to go you got you got to get one of these things 10 percent off the device is only 100 bucks and you save 10 percent. the data whatever data you get is going to be useful forever uh, it, i it i just can't say enough everybody should have one of these things there's no excuses. It's so cheap. It's so easy. There's there's no hidden anything. It's all plus. It's all good news. I think it's great. Yeah, I see it here. I've typed it in. I, I actually ordered mine now. So this is great. This is fantastic. It's very easy to do. You really did order yours while we were doing the I really, I really did while we were doing the promo. That's so great because it's supposed to be that I'm selling you the product, like I'm pitching <laughs> you. And then when you really do buy it, that, that just goes to show how great the, the thing is. All done. I bought one. Awesome. Congratulations. You're going to love it. <laughs> I can't wait to try it and show it off at the next conference. Hell yeah. Woo-hoo. And we're back <laughs> from such a delightful commercial brick. It, it, it sounds like you're saying commercial brick. Com- a commercial from so, brick. From a delightful commercial break. <laughs> break. A break. Break. Anyway. Is that better? Break? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny though. Both times it sounded like it to me. Maybe it's uh maybe it's my it's ears. Yeah. I think it's you. I'm blaming you. It's not you, it's me. God damn it, Jamie. We've all Maybe heard you're that. a Mason in another life, Jamie. It could be. And that's yeah. all I think about. Commercial bricks. <laughs> <It's> bricks. Really <laughs> commercial bricks. <laughs> Fine. What can I do with them? What Fine can I build? Commercial bricks. <laughs> that we need to find a a brick maker, a brick manufacturer as a sponsor no, uh well lego lego oh have you guys seen the lego movie yet no, no. but elizabeth banks is in it i know oh, you should dave i, I saw know. it last night i loved it i, I heard it. it's great but she's voice only yeah it's okay 
It's really all right. I mean, that's fine too, but I like to look at her. You can well, hold it. Bring a picture. Yep. With you. <laughs> and then hear her voice. Hold it up every now and then. That's a great idea. I'll just set her as my phone's wallpaper. Yep. Yeah. Just stare at her. Like yeah. You might get kicked out, though. You know, with nothing weird about feel. that. No, not at all. The piece of paper yeah. would be better, honestly. What do you think of them doing all these licensed Lego sets now? Like with the the ships, and the movie ones, and well, yeah, that like Lord of the Rings, of the Rings Harry Potter, DC, both DC and Marvel, Star Wars, now Ghostbusters, and everything. It's you know, it's fine. You got to see the movie because they they kind of interestingly, uh, yeah. I mean, they talk about like the the instruction no spoilers, kits. Jamie. I know, and I can't. Yeah, I can't talk about it. All right, but but do you think that there's when you were a kid or I, I'm I. Never really maybe. occurred to me to try to make something like the Millennium Falcon out of um, Legos when I was a kid. But like to make things like a spaceship, I was all right. over that. It was right? all about your imagination. It's here's, yeah. a, here's a bunch of bricks and go nuts. Yep. 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 And I, is, I, I, is there an argument to be made that we're, we're just handing kids a picture of a thing that they're supposed to make and now they're just making their own toy and it, it's not about the imagination anymore. It's about them following instructions. Is that all there is to Legos now? Like, I, I have to say, I haven't been paying super close attention to this, but um, do they only sell sets now? No, you can or... still buy the multi-brick okay. boxes. And that's yeah, what, and they've got Lego stores where you can go in and you can mix and match and, and you can buy gotcha. 20,000 red yep, uh, one can. by four bricks if you want. Gotcha. I don't know why you would, but yeah. you could. Because you might be building a life-size Incredible Hulk, and you want all green bricks or whatever. Maybe. Right. maybe. That's so, a lot yeah. of bricks. It is a would, lot of bricks. You'd probably want to make that hollow. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Just for structural reasons. Yeah. They're doing a, they've got a thing in New York now where they're doing a, a Lego art exhibit. It's all these sculptures made out of Lego. Oh, I heard about that. It's really cool. I like Legos. That's, I, a, that's a very controversial position to take. <laughs> I hate Legos. They're the yeah, worst. Exactly. They're just like Paul Rudd, terrible. <laughs> Who is that person? We gotta find these people. The anti Paul Rudd and the anti Lego people of the world. Yeah. Are, do those people exist? If they do, they also hate puppies and love I'm, and sunshine. Exactly. <laughs> they are the yes. Oh. I don't wanna meet those people. I don't wanna know no. if they exist. Oh, yeah. Legos. I, you know what? I, um, I actually do want to build some furniture pieces out of Legos and then put... Really? You know, yeah, I do. I want to build a coffee table um, That's out of like Legos. Ikea on crack. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's fun and time-consuming and probably frustrating, but does it, it doesn't even have to look awesome. You just get a nice piece of glass and, um, and yes. uh, put that over the top and you got a really awesome coffee table. Seriously, or, tell me that's not awesome. It's awesome. I'm looking around my, my apartment right now, and I'm thinking to myself that if I were to make a piece of furniture out of Lego, at that point, my apartment just looks like a toy store. That's not a bad thing, yeah. is it? I don't think I could get away with it. It depends on the space you have, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this the other day as I was... I, I'm slow to unpack, I guess. I was like hanging posters and shit up on the wall, and I was thinking about how anybody who comes in here is going to make a couple of pretty quick assumptions about me. Namely, that I really like music and Star Wars. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Is that a bad thing? And I was worried about it for a minute. Like, does that give away too much or does this make me look like I'm... And I decided, you know what? Fuck it. That's who I am. Yeah. And also, I don't think there's any dude that doesn't like Star Wars. I mean, females too, but it's sort of like 
d- dudes love Star Wars, right? So you're not <laughs> like sexist. you're not like jumping off a ledge and being like, "This is who I am, people," and I know it's crazy. Um, I but, don't think that most dudes have a Lego ATST sitting next to their TV. That's true. You didn't mention that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've also got a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a foot tall, a one foot tall stormtrooper arranged in a sexy pose, sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. Very nice. Doesn't yeah. um, Barney from How I Met Your Mother have a life size stormtrooper? I, I don't know if you. I have seriously considered going through the trouble. Yeah, it's that's a pretty cool thing. That's a, a definitely a conversation piece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably not a huge hit with the ladies though i think it would be i i mean i would really enjoy that yeah i would in my relationship right now my current relationship i am the star wars fan yeah i'm the 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 stronger star wars fan he's not (laughs) not not as much as me then there's not a dislike there at all on his part like he likes star wars well enough but yeah it's uh definitely i'm the stronger fan for sure how does he feel about paul rudd (laughs) <laughs> definitely in definitely okay. in on par you know, we're, good. we're good i mean good. yeah definitely there's a deal breaker level of star yeah. warsness that has <laughs> to be present like there you know yeah. if not present then deal breaker and so we're still good we're still I think good it's, it's about acceptable range yeah right? it really like is. i'm not so into it that it would tip the scales in the wrong direction <laughs> well what I, is the I wrong think. direction well i mean there's <laughs> the relativity there's too there. little uh, appreciation and there's too much appreciation right, like i'm not right. going to go to conventions and i'm not going to dress up or anything right. like that but i will have a couple of toys sitting around my living room yep i'm okay i think with that's that. acceptable i, I think, think that's so completely too. acceptable to the masses yeah i i really think so too i, I don't think that's a yeah no no deal breaker you yeah, know, it no. really is. It's all it's all like framed, but band posters and Star Wars and Doctor Who toys and shit. This is like, oh my god, my apartment is the grown up version of what my bedroom looked like when I was twelve. <laughs> nice. Did the did the posters Whoa. change? Like, does your did you have the similar tastes when you were? Do you have the younger? same? That is that's the question right there, right? Yeah. But is, is it the same bands? What bands do you have? Can we ask that? Uh, let's see. You're really putting it out there today, Dave. I know. Ben Folds, The Stills, The Pixies, Foo Fighters. The Pixies. I love The Pixies. Good stuff. Harvey Me Danger. Too. All right. So, yeah, you're all right. Weezer. I think you're so, you're safe. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So The poster, ba- the, the bands that influenced me musically, not just my favorite bands. Right. The Pixies. That's it. Do you play music? I do. What do you play? Like what kind of songs or what kind of instrument? instruments uh guitar okay electric acoustic both i've got a i think nine guitars here wow i I live i live in manhattan there's i think literally a guitar in every corner do you play do you play out i haven't started that's one of my goals one of the reasons i moved to new york is i yeah i wanted to start playing music in front of people again and so i'm kind of working on that i got some stuff brewing nice nice you have hopefully that turns you have a a little you have a well a band name or right (laughs) I don't even know how to call it airplane. What is airplane mode? Define. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I would say band, but it's just me right now. Right. Well, sort of just me. So I say sort of because, like I said, I'm I'm kind of working on stuff. So yeah, see, there's some things. I'm putting I'm putting stuff together. Yeah, it used to be I would um, on the the airplane mode website. It was like once every week or two, I'd I'd put up a new demo song or something, and the the deal was it would be 
the song and then kind of the story that went along with it. Sort of, uh, I was a big fan of of the VH1 storytellers and the iTunes originals style. Oh yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And anytime I go to a show, the best part of a show is when the singer will stop for a second and say, "This song is about." And you get a little bit of that yes. connection to the person. So I kind of wanted to do that and just play with the the idea. Yeah, the storytellers. I I really love that idea, too, because I, I like that as well. Though you can play with it. I, I did see one concert, and it was Cyndi Lauper. Oh, I love her. She talked so much oh, and God. went off the rails so much that it was like she forgot. There was times that she stopped in the middle of a song to oh, say, like tell no. a story and the band would be like what the fuck are you doing what are we doing <laughs> it, was, oh. it was like a really annoying concert because i love her so much yeah, just like, I love her get too. on with it cindy yeah we just want to hear the music yeah i mean like a story here and there is great but can we just you know get it get back to the song after 15 minutes that would be great there's a great video of uh dave Grohl talking about when he joined nirvana and this was you know just a couple years ago so it's not like a fresh wound or anything. He's just kind of thinking about the good old days and he's on stage and he's telling the story about how nervous he was when he first joined Nirvana and he goes up to Seattle and you know, it was one of his favorite bands and he's getting, now he gets to be the drummer for them and he was kind of intimidated and he's just sort of trying to get into the social scene in Seattle and he goes out to uh, somebody's apartment or something and there's a little show and he sees this girl get in front of everybody. It was a little show. She was uh, this woman gets in front of everybody, and she's playing guitar. Just the the worst music he's ever heard. Just total crap. Yeah. And he, and he's talking about how the next day or something he was talk. He was at practice, and he was talking to Kurt, and and talking about his weekend, and and saying, yeah. And I went to this show, and this girl is this horrible like music poetry. It was like the worst fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. And Kurt's response was, "That was my girlfriend." Oh God. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Hey, so uh, <laughs> I know. I'll just be uh, back here on the drums and. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> that kind of stuff. When you get to hear those little snippets, or or the story of how the girl fucked the guy over and why he wrote the song, like that kind of yeah. shit, I just love. Yeah, it is good. Jennifer, do you play anything? I used to sing. Nice. Um, but no, I don't. I I have an acoustic guitar that I've had for like fifteen years, and I've always you know, wanted to learn it. Once I took lessons, but the guy was like, so unimpressed. He was like, have you ever played a musical instrument before? I was like, yeah, the recorder. (laughs) He was a joke, you know, the recorder. And he was so literal, Uh, literal, literal. that he, he would always start every lesson and say, now drawing on your experience from the recorder, I'd be like, no, that's that's (laughs) not, that that seems like we're stopping it. We're starting at a very low threshold then let's just forget. So I never really, (laughs) never really learned, but I always wanted to, I just, I love music. It's like, you know, that song, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the band name now, but it's a music is my boyfriend. Nice. Music is, it's like music is my hot, hot sex, I think is what it's called. But it's just <laughs> the idea that music is like everything yeah. to me. It's the most important thing to me pretty much besides my personal relationships. You know, it's just everything. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what I would do without it. And Agreed. it brings me so much joy. It brings me so much healing when I'm feeling bad. You know, it's it's everything to I me. I love it. This episode brought to you by music. Seriously, I love it. That's a, I I relate so much to that. I yeah, love, I love music too. Oh, and gosh. Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd. Oh, gosh. Every, I think every girl I've ever dated has asked me to teach her to play guitar. Oh yeah, is it an easy thing to teach for you? 
I am. I might be the world's worst guitar teacher because yeah. I start from a place of I'm enthusiastic about somebody wanting to learn. And the, the promise of being able to write and play music with a girlfriend, that's sort of a dream. Sure. I would love to do that. Sure. Nothing sexier than a girl with a guitar. Yeah, agreed. But the truth is, I sit down and within five minutes, there's that voice in the back of my head that's screaming, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why aren't you smart enough to understand it? Like, this is so easy. I can do it. Mm, gotcha. Why, why aren't you as smart as me yet? Right, not a patient teacher, Dave. No, yeah. no, and it's it's not like it's not like I'm upset at them for not being smart. That's not what it's about. It's about, look, this is so easy. This is so dumb that See, I can do it. This is, right, I get it. Can I tell you this that this this happened to me a couple of weeks ago? Sophia and I, so I have an eight year old that is pretty damn good at the electric guitar right now, and wow, she's getting awesome. better all the time. And so I decided, you know, like when I was fifteen, I played bass, and so it's been awesome. a while, right? Like a long while. I haven't touched a musical instrument in a really long time. And so at Christmas time, I'm like, I'm gonna play bass again. And like I have a daughter that plays keyboard. She's four or well, five now, and um and the one that plays guitar and then my boyfriend plays drums and so i'm like i'll play bass so we have a band and um anyway so slapping the bass sophia is it's just it's a it's a um you know like an electric guitar bass sort of i love it i love it so we're like a rock band you know um anyway so i'm she's trying to teach me seven nation army the white stripes song Yep. Because she's like, it's simple. You'll be able to pick it up really easily. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. like that one riff over and over. Yeah, again. right. And bow, so, bow, 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 exactly. Bow, bow. Yeah. And so she teaches it to me, and so I've got it. You know, I pick it up, and um, and then about a week later, she's like, "All right, let's practice again." You know, so I'm I'm like I remember it, but it takes my fingers a minute to remember. But she's very quick. So she she was very frustrated with me that I first hadn't practiced in a week. So that was very frustrating to her. And then second, I wasn't able to keep up with her. Like, she can knock it out really quickly. Like, her timing is correct. And I'm a little slow and trying to keep up with her. But she was so (laughs) upset with me. Oh, my gosh. I was like, okay, you got to be a little more patient. Um, I'm slow. I'm old. I'm not that old, but I'm older than you, eight-year-old. And I just am a little bit slower. Anyway, imagined, Dave, you being you being frustrated that my experience with her it must be um you know she just wants me to get it as quickly as she did and i don't i just don't move that quickly i'm sorry i'm glad that she can but um that it takes me a little bit longer that's all yeah i've had the same problem auditioning potential bandmates where for me music is is simple there's the there's the singy part that that i need to learn like the words and the melody but if it's a song that like a pop song, like something that I would have heard on the radio that I've listened to ever, then I kind of already know that because I've sung along in the car. So then it's really like the structure of the song and the chords. So there's two two things I need to learn when I'm when I'm picking up a song to like cover or something. And we when we did uh when we there was a conference last year that, that Jamie and I went to called Ool in Ireland, and part of the thing was uh, I got up on stage with a couple of uh, our nerd friends and and we put together a little cover band for the the event. And we were out there for uh, maybe a week before the event rehearsing. And one of the guys was kind of upset with me because I didn't have every song already down when we showed up for practice. And I'm trying to explain, like, no, no, no. You just walk me through the song once and I've got it. Yeah, that's, see? That's, that's oh, all. That, so you pick it up by ear then. Yeah, see? Well, and that's, uh, yeah. No, just, like, show me what the chords are. And yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll run through it once. It'll be terrible. But the second time, I'll have it down. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of how I work. And this, I think the uh, the argument about whether or not I could do that lasted much longer than I needed to actually learn any of the songs. But yeah, see, I don't pick things up that quickly. So it's it's very frustrating when you have somebody who does though, and and they're trying to teach you, and they don't understand. Like you got to be patient, patient. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that. Yeah. Yep. I don't even think that I'm particularly gifted musically. I, I don't read music. Well, you have a gift then, yep. you know, like I think I do think that's a special quality because I'm with you, Jamie, like that, you know, <laughs> learning, <laughs> just, just I, a you know, bit longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Learning um, piano, like I took piano lessons yeah, when I was younger and it took yeah. me a while, you know, or some people I think in the minority can just pick it right up. But yeah. you're naturally inclined to that. It sounds like maybe. Yeah, I don't think I'm super good at it. That's okay. Well, you're just naturally it's inclined. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of. I mean, if you if you want to be patient with somebody, that would be the that would be the skill. Maybe you know what I never do. What do you never do? I never want to be patient. Oh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I have a hard time with it too. Seriously, I get annoyed with people, mostly in. I guess, work situations where, you know, you're just like, why aren't you understanding this or getting this? Or why do I get more clear or, or just how could you have not approached it a different way, a smarter way? Like, I don't, you know, and my, my office mate will just say like, not everybody thinks things through like you do, Jen. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking a couple weeks ago about the idea of we should have a a young child on the show at some point. (laughs) Like oh a, my god! Like a five to ten year old to they, see if I could have a conversation with them, and I don't think I could. They are the best conversationalists. I though, agree. I have to tell. Like, I, I really love agree. having conversations with young kids. I have to tell you, one of my favorites was um, during the election, the the first election with Obama. Oh, I and, meant ever. Yeah, no, no, no. The Wait, first election, first election ever. So it was like two thousand eight, I guess. It yeah. was the two thousand eight election, right? So I'm remarried to a great guy. His name is Dave as well, and um, he not me, just a not a to you, Dave. Yes, <laughs> right. But he was a bartender for a while, um, and. I used to take a friend's daughter out every year, starting from when she was three years old, out for her birthday. And we would, like, go shopping and then go to for have dinner somewhere. And I remember her birthday is right around, you know, November 5th or whenever that, you know, the election day is. And we were at a restaurant and there were just, you know, TVs on, full on with Obama everywhere. And she looks at me and she goes, you know, I don't think Obama's that handsome. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine to think, you know. <laughs> Who do you think is handsome? She pauses for a minute, looks up to the side, up to the air, and goes, hmm, your husband. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, back off, little lady. I was hoping she'd say Paul Rudd. (laughs) <laughs> Paul Rudd. I, I don't think she had been introduced to the joy of Paul Rudd at that point. She was like four or five at that point. That's awesome. She, yeah. Poor thing. It is, though. She, it's astounding, the conversations, the things they do really know at is. that age. Kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Kids are brilliant. I think they're way more brilliant than we give them credit for. I agree. And I think that, you know, when you have a really hard problem, like throw it to a kid because they're not going to get all mired down and like, well, you got to do it this way and this way. And then, you know, no, there's an obstacle there. They'll just come up with an idea. And you're like, you know, actually, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Like, can't you just put it in a Ziploc bag or something? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever it is. Right. It's, it's right. true, though. Well, I'll say, I'll say again, I said, I think at the time, but I'll say again that I don't think it would be a bad show because I couldn't have a conversation with the kid because I'm actually really good at that because I still sort of am a kid. Right. 
uh, as evident by the 12 year old bedroom decor in my apartment. Right. It's, I just don't think it would be very good listening. I disagree. Depending on the questions that you would ask a child, they would be hilarious, probably. Hmm. Yeah, try it. It's true. I wouldn't be able to swear as much, or at least I wouldn't feel comfortable releasing me swearing at a child. Definitely you true. Know, here's, I'm, this is probably one of those things that makes me a bad parent, and I accept that that is possibly <laughs> my fate, but I'm just going to say it. So Go I do, it. I'm not a, a huge swearer, you know, like in general, but I do, I use, I use my bad swears, but I, um, I do swear in front of the kids and I, I just always make it a point to say that those are grown up words. They're just not kid words. And when they're grown ups, they're welcome to choose their words. Um, but I, I, I actually, it drives me crazy when you have little kids that correct adults on their language. Like yeah. that drives me bananas. So I, that, that's sort of my philosophy for it. It's like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm a grown up. And when you're grown up, then cool. But, and, and, you know, maybe that's a crappy thing to do or say, but it is, that is. You mean a shitty thing to do? Yeah, shitty thing to do. <laughs> is it fucked up? It is. And I don't know. I just don't want I don't want them to think that I don't know. Yeah. Don't, no, don't, I think that's fair. To me. It's just like I'm yeah, gonna say I'm it. the adult here. I expect you to not say it and one day you'll be able to say it. That's I don't fine. think you're doing a kid any favors by pretending that they don't that, exist or yeah. Right. Like if you're censoring yourself I hate censoring myself around other exactly. people's kids. Exactly. No. And see and that's what I was I was getting at. I was just like, I don't think you really have to censor yourself if you have a responsible parent. Um, just helping them understand this is the difference. Like that is a grown up who makes his own decisions and who says his own words. And you are five. We don't say those words at five, but when you're fifteen, maybe we'll have a different discussion, you know? Anyway, yeah. I guess that right. was my point with that. Sometimes I'm gonna say fuck. And that's something that happens when you're around grownups. And I would rather teach you how to be around grownups and be thoughtful about these things now and expose you to what happens in the real world now rather than coddle you and have you be surprised at how different the world is. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's so true. And it's interesting, you know, because I think more and more people are okay with kids hearing swearing as long as it's sort of couched in those terms you know like because <laughs> I think I, I was you know I was I give speech and I do storytelling and sometimes every once in a while somebody will bring like a child like you know usually not younger than 12 but still you know I do I do like to swear <laughs> so yeah. I will sort of warn them and say hey that's coming and you know they'll be like oh shit she's heard those words i'm like oh okay it's fine <laughs> exactly. you know exactly. so i feel like the more and more they're like sort of used to it there's a there's also a gradient where yeah. i'll say ass or damn or shit or sometimes even fuck in front of a kid but there's words i'm not going to say in front of a kid right well and that's i mean i think i hope there's a respectfulness to what you're saying right like Words that have a little more uh, impact <laughs> that we might not want to say. Right. Also, uh, you know, in context, context right. matters. I will, I will say like, oh shit, but I won't say to a little kid like, hey, do you need to go take a shit? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a, there's sort of an awareness, but you do that around, you know. I, whether you're at work or whether you're at the bar or whether you're, you know, in front of some ladies or you're in front of some guys or, or you know, what I mean, like you are selective about the words you choose in general people. I mean, I know I try to be mindful of my audience um, when I'm when I'm using my words, whatever they are. Like right now. Like right now. Yeah. When you're using words and literally have an audience. Exactly. <laughs> using words. 
So yeah, yeah, I'm selective about the words I choose for sure. But I, it doesn't mean I don't swear. You know, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm very pro swearing. I wish people would do it more. I I I am too. But I also find it when people don't swear a lot. I also find them like more. <laughs> A little more like charming or attractive or something. I'm like, oh, aren't you a doll? You know. I make it a point. I make it a point to not swear on a first date, and I don't know why I do that. Because really, oh, all I'm doing is setting. If that's something that she's excited about, I'm only setting her up. For exactly disappointment. right. When she finds out later how I really talk. Yeah, problems. I, I, I think fuck is my favorite word. I say that a lot, like as a verb, as, you know, I'm just like fucking this and fucking that, fuck that. And you know, I, it comes out of my mouth a lot, I find. And, um, I don't always find that in myself, like a really wonderful quality. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear myself doing it, I'm like, God, are you, what's wrong with you? Are you, you know, like, you, you know, language, Jen. Um, but I do do it a lot and I'm sort of not ashamed of it, I suppose. Yeah. There's a, there's a social divide kind of where there's, there's a certain, I don't want to, it's not like a class thing, but I'm going to use the word class for lack of a better word. There's a a class of people where swearing is sort of expected and I talk, I talk a certain way because I feel like if I don't, I sound like I'm better than them you know what like I mean? you're elite or something well yeah yeah if i use fancy words i just sound like an asshole and so i gotta not not dumb it down but casual it casualize yeah Casual? i gotcha yeah i gotta i gotta go that route but then there's another group of people that i'll be around and i feel like i have to really watch myself and sit up straight and and speak in a certain way try to be more uh, formal or eloquent right it's like knowing your audience Right. I don't really feel entirely comfortable in either group. Oh, interesting. Maybe that's me. Yep. Maybe, that's yeah. a thing. Maybe that's a thing to explore with my therapist. No, Dave. <laughs> yeah, just you, you. You're all alone. <laughs> 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 that's a, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say I, I'm quite different in that. I think I, I feel pretty comfortable with the words that come out of my mouth, but I don't really think that much about it, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wish mm-hmm. I had that problem. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Yeah, and and bad swears come out of my mouth just fine. But yep, it's bad just, swears. Bad swears. I love to. It's just like saying the you know like the Twitter. It's just I my <laughs> watching my programs on the television. I do say these things on purpose. It's not. It's not like I'm oblivious to it. and It just comes out. Um, I thought maybe uh, this is like a holdover from when you were married to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> 